Hello, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is episode 24. Uh, the season is over, our manager is gone, and uh, we've got Unai Emery as our new manager. Um, we will be talking in, in the main about Unai and um, our thoughts on him, his style, whether a head coach will work for the team, the new structure within the club, is he the right man? What some of his strengths are uh, and some of his, his successes. Um, and we'll have a little bit of a Gunnar debate and obviously the five-word challenge. Today I'm joined by Johnny Hubbard and Manny. Uh, Johnny's from uh, an, another Facebook group that's uh, all involved with Arsenal. Uh, he's also now a member of Arsenal Fans Forum, as is Manny. So uh, I'll say uh, to our new guest, hello Johnny. Hello guys. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just in from work, got a cold beer. Looking forward to talking about my favourite subject. Cheers, I've got a beer as well. I brought a second one up just in case we get it talking too long, you know. You can't yeah. can't talk in an empty glass. Or a dry throat, you know. Or a dry throat, yeah. Yeah, it's good for that. Um, and give us a bit of background. You're a North Bank lower season ticket holder? Yes, yes. Uh, long time waiting. And um, uh, I'm an electrician, uh, former MasterChef contestant. Really? 20, yeah, 2011. I was on, I was on telly. On to telly. On to telly. Um, and how far did you get? Last 24 out of about 30,000 people that year, so I didn't do too bad. Wow. Wow. And what did you cook? I like cooking. <laughs> um, I did uh, Indian spice carrot soup, and then was, I had to come back because I got a maybe. And then I did, um, uh, what did I do? I did uh, cardamom infused chocolate fondants with forage berry coulis. Very, very up myself at the time. So, yeah. David, it's over to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, harken back to uh, Lloyd Grossman, which is a different program, wasn't it? But he was always about the strawberry coolies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said it in a certain way. He did. He did. Manny, how are we? Are we in a good mood, bad mood? What we what what what, what we like today? Um, we're good. We are good today. Are we we, are. we happy with the changes? Is that a trick question? <laughs> Yeah, because you're very rarely happy. Oh, please. I'm very happy. I'm and, ecstatic. <laughs> and did you miss me? No. Not at all? No. Did Did you know I was on holidays? Well, yeah, you were posting enough about it on Facebook, so it was hard <laughs> not to know. <laughs> the other day it was like, we're going here and we're having a barbecue and here's my shitty pool. That pool was crap. It was, okay, right. it was all right. It was it was all right. the, the one we had the one we had in Menorca was better. Um, there 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 is a there is, there is a photo going around which will stay uh, extremely uh, private and among family, which is of um, an Irish beach twale with sunglasses on and a beer in its hand on a lilo, on a five euro lilo. That sounds <laughs> oh, like <God>. me. <laughs> I'll tell you, it took me about an hour to get on there. I got on there and I was right, quick, give us the beer, give us my glasses. And then I fell off straight afterwards, but it was funny. <sighs> and nobody was recording that. Yeah, no, no, it's all recorded, but it's all, we, we, we made a pact that it, what goes on, goes on tour stays on tour. Damn it. Uh, yeah, you don't want to see it, honestly. If you haven't had dinner yet, you definitely don't want to see it. Well, I'll make, you know, I'll make a thousand and one jokes about you and I'll never let you forget, you know, you know, the usual, you know, the usual, um, prickish behavior i was going to use another word but yeah 
yeah, yeah. We 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 have an alternative as twant, isn't it? So, um, mm. and that was that was half acceptable. Um, Mike unfortunately had to drop out. Um, Richard Branson, Mexicans, and everything else involved. No, he, seriously, he was joining us. Um, Tonight, he was joining us up until about a half hour ago, uh, but he had some issues with work, but hopefully we will try and get him on over the, over the summer. He's uh, pretty gutted because uh, he had everything lined up, um, and he was looking forward to talk about the dawn of Unai Emery, a new start. And for, for many people, uh, well, Manny, you've never seen another manager. I don't know about yourself, Johnny, if you've seen another manager, manager Arsenal. I've only seen George Graham and Bruce Riach, uh, and only very briefly, both Riach was only a short period of time, and um, and George Graham wasn't a huge length of time. But 22 years of Wenger, uh, gone. He had a good send-off, and I think it was done very respectfully and classy by the club. Um, and we have Unite Emery, a bit of a dark horse, considering we we were going to have um, Arteta. Which one you would you have chosen? Who wants to go first? Well, I think <laughs> a lot of people were getting behind the whole Arteta thing because of the romance of it. But when you really look at it on paper, what we really needed uh, to show a change was a, you know, a clear idea of tactics, some discipline and uh, being able to actually coach the players, actually tell the players what to do and not just say, here's a ball, go kick about and enjoy yourselves. They need to know how to play against the bigger teams. And I think when you look at that and look back, you think, you know what, you know I should have been talked about right at the beginning and really taken seriously. Well, considering he was available as well, but I, I must admit, I, I was talking to some people today because they were asking me oh, what I thought and so on, because uh, I, 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 it was my first day back out on the road. I was at home doing work yesterday after the, after a holiday. I didn't tell you I was on holiday, did I? Yeah, we we spoke because I, I was a holiday rep back in my teens. Oh, yeah, you were at... Yorker, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's quite nice, quite nice. But... um. Yeah, I, I I do think he reminds me a bit of Wenger in the sense that he's a young, not unknown, but like he he's a young manager. He's only forty six. Um, he was a bit of a journeyman footballer, uh, uh, you know, and he's he's worked his way up. I do agree with you on the the idea that we do need just a coach. Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into that, like because the structure's there and so on. Now, Manny, your thoughts on it? Um, I was happy with. Um, the appointment because Arteta didn't exactly fill me with joy, did he? Um, I think we were speaking about it at length for quite some time. You know, we needed a change, we needed something new, we needed fresh ideas, and and Arteta. For me, I looked at it as somebody who would be a pushover, somebody who wouldn't really be a change from the norm. Um, what would he bring to the club with the players? Um, um, take heed of what he was saying. I don't know. I was not taken to it at all, but I was, I was sitting at home and I was like, you know, checking Twitter and then looking on various, uh, platforms and websites. And I was like, Oh, great. We are actually going to get the Lego head. And I was like coming around to, to the idea of him. And I was, I was still wasn't happy about it, you know, because he's got nothing. He's, he's got no CV really. You know, he's just Pep Guardiola's butt plug. Uh, you know. That's strong, strong. But I think, but, yeah. I think, I think he will be 
a good manager one day. Uh, you know, he, he, he seems to have those sort of qualities that some player managers do. Um, I think we all came around to the idea, as, you, as both yourself and Johnny said, that, that um, because we didn't want to have a bitch fight again. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that was probably half the reason why we all went... Yeah, uh, yeah, Miguel, he'll he'll be good. He'll be yeah, yeah. You he know, can do it. You know what? What annoyed me, right, was again he's got no CV, you know, apart from being Pep's number two and then just helping and being an assistant. Um, but you look at um, players who were playing around his era. So you've got Gerard's gone to Rangers. Um, you've got Lampard being linked with you know a drop to Derby. So those guys are going to different leagues or you know and get in some sort of experience and not going in at the top level exactly and you've got the media and you've got former players and you've got certain um, writers and journalists John Cross um, coming to the conclusion that you know this is the right person and, and, and waxing lyrical about him and look at the job he's done with Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sane and, and you know but he, he really hasn't proven himself at that level you know so that, why that's, that's- is Hold on. So why is Rangers good enough for Gerard and Derby good enough for Lampard and Arteta going to Arsenal a huge job and that and that's fine with with everyone. You know, it was crazy. And people talk about like you said about Sterling and 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 Sane. That's two players. If you've got to manage twenty five, twenty six players. Because you you will be okay. He's a head coach and the head coach of of um, the first team, so he won't have any involvement with the the the, the lower teams. But um, you know, how is he going to be able to manage with all those different characters? And also, I didn't like the fact um, that Arteta still knew many of the players there that he played with and there was talks about he didn't get on 100% with all of the players so I don't think he would have been would have been the right job for him to go to Arsenal I think Rangers uh, Derby County Late Orient whatever uh, you work your way up the leagues I don't think you should be given the golden ticket straight away it's not it's not Charlie's chocolate factory is it <laughs> yeah I agree 100% so what do you guys know of Unai Emery well, I did, uh, right at the beginning when I heard the news, uh, I went online and just looked at every possible manager, who we're going to get, who we're going to get. This is like the biggest thing in the world right at this second. And I come up with a list of about six managers, uh, of which Arteta was not one. Um, who was on your six? Uh, well, I had Ancelotti yep. with the idea of having... Uh, someone like Vieira or Thierry as a number two to bring them on, you know, impart some knowledge as he is one to do. Uh, Allegri, I think everybody had Allegri on their list. Uh, Nagelsmann, before it became fashionable, I'm like a hipster like that. Uh, In fairness, uh, Manny sent through, uh, was it Manny? Uh, Yeah, it was you, Manny, that sent through Nagelsmann and Tedesco. Yeah, uh, yeah, like YouTube videos and like giving a breakdown yeah. of their styles yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think either one of those would have been good candidates as a risk. Um, but carry on, sorry. Yeah, uh, uh, obviously nobody seriously considered Brendan Rodgers. That would have been the, like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Vieira, I really pushed Vieira with uh, Thierry as his number two. Uh, I, I, the whole romance of that would have been brilliant for me. He's had 
a few years of managing in a in a feeder league. You could, I suppose, you could call it. And uh, everybody knows that we're not a top four team anymore. As much as we like to kid ourselves that you know we buy rights for being the top four, but if you don't play well enough, you're not there for a reason. And I think uh, we're in that kind of transition but, where we need someone to build it with. Yeah, I I agree, and I as much as I love the idea and the romance of of, of Vieira and possibly Thierry Henry or Vieira and Burkamp or something like that as as a an ex player sort of doing what they've done. Um, in Holland and in Germany, the, with some of the, the the big sides over there, uh, Holland wasn't it? Um, where was De Boer and it was Ajax, wasn't it? Uh, De Boer, uh, yeah. Burkamp, and all that. Uh, I think it's nice, but I I think after what we've left of twenty two years of relative stability and stagnation, yes, uh, towards the end, um, I think we needed something we, we all know the players need to kick up the arse and as you said very early on into the, in your introduction about what you wanted is uh we need direction tactical yeah. uh awareness defensive uh coaching we we need somebody who's going to worry about 100 percent what's on the pitch and there's enough behind the um behind the scenes to support to support the uh to support the manager yeah definitely and having that clean break was important, I think. When you take the romance out of it, you realise you have to have that break. And even if you know he's only here for two, three seasons out of his three-year deal, uh, you have that gap then. And then hopefully, at some point in the next couple of years, we'll get back into the Champions League. And um, we can kick on from there, hopefully. And Manny, what do you know, what do you know of the man and his style? Um, not much really. Um, I had to do some research, um, actually, because um, when he popped up, so the first mention I saw of it was on Twitter. Um, this this Spanish correspondent called Kike uh, Marine mentioned it, and I was like, "Well, this this is new, you know." And then it started to gather pace. Um, so when I did some research, he is a manager that likes his team to press really high up the pitch so immediately when i saw that i thought oh well these guys will have to up their fitness levels because we look like one of the most unfit teams in the league um that's just that's just how i see it um he's a guy who's very very meticulous in his preparation i'm pretty sure you've seen the articles about the usb stick you know yes. the one that, you know and video Although, analysis and and things like that Although he he has he made the players do the video analysis early on, and at Sevilla yeah. he realised that some of the big players are gone. Yeah, fuck that! I ain't doing that. Yes, boss, I've done it. And he then changed, and he does a lot of the analysis, and but he gets them all together. He very much seems to be. Um, uh, it, we are a one. We 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 are at one. We are a team together. We stick together, and we are the the, the we're the oh, what's the phrase? We're we're as Something like we're as good as our, our, our we're the sum of our parts or something like that. Do, do, oh, what? The, oh, just move on. The whole is <laughs> the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Is the famous. Thank thing. you very much. I knew we got some education on here. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not you. No, it's definitely not me. Listen, I, I, I'm just here as the as, as the slap slapstick guy, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, what I know of his style is um, he does. He likes progressive. What did you say? It was a. Uh, uh, 
what progressive football he does like to push up the pitch and, and on the counter attack yeah and possession football and if he hasn't got uh, uh, possession he's pushing uh, to repossess mm-hmm. um, within about seven or eight seconds similar to what Pep used to do at, uh, at Barcelona uh, and to be honest we, when we are at our finest and at our pomp and ceremony, we were doing the same sort of thing. Um, I know he was, as I said earlier, a journeyman. He played for uh, Lorca, which is um, down there, Murcia in Spain. Uh, he played there as a midfielder until he was 32 and he was injured. The year later, he became their manager. He went on to Almeria and he got them promoted into, into La Liga. Um, and they were obviously favourites to go down, and they've done. They've done. They've done almost a Leicester. They they ended up eighth the next season. Uh, he then moved on to Valencia, where he spent four seasons out there. And it's not often that a manager spends four seasons in a Spanish club, just because of the politics with the presidents and so on. Um, and he had three top three finishes. Um, and all that while the credit crunch was going on um, and Valencia still haven't finished the stadium that they built. I was looking at, uh, it, it looks great, 65,000-seater stadium. And I know they're thinking about start finishing it again. He went on to Moscow um, and then went to Sevilla, which is what people talk mostly about when he was at Sevilla. He won three European League Cups in, in a row. And then obviously we know he went to PSG, done the treble last year. He's got um, four domestic cups in the league, um, obviously domestic cup the year before, but uh, the treble last year, but didn't win the Champions League. Uh, so they outed him. But I think it was more about um, his lack of uh, management of the big faces in the uh, the, Na- the Neymars and the like in the dressing room. They, 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 there's, there's, it's been widely reported that he didn't really have... Um, he didn't really have the dressing room or control over the dressing room as such. The dressing room had more control over him. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because the the players had a direct line to the president. So whenever they didn't want to do anything, they can just go and moan to the president. And what can Emery do about it? Nothing really. You know, so when you're in a dressing room with egos and idiots like Neymar, like Dani Alves, like Verratti, like Cavani, where it was just constant aggro and then you can see it on the pitch as well and you want to be that disciplinary that disciplinary and you want to be that guy to 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 create a great atmosphere but if the players don't like it they're going to go ahead and and you know speak to the president it was like a story that came out and you know the PSG players were used to playing 4-3-3 and he wanted them to start playing 2 the 4-2-3-1 and play that quick you know that quick quick passing that quick football and the players didn't like it and he just had to revert back because, again, there were just a bunch of prima donnas and a bunch of sissies that just ran to the president and go, oh, we don't want to play this style of football. Anyway, so, yeah, it, it, it would be difficult for any manager. It doesn't matter what type of manager. It doesn't matter what kind of caliber of manager you are to be successful in a team like this and where the hierarchy don't really focus on the manager that's going to build a team. They just want Champions League, uh, the Champions League trophy, and that's it. Anything lower than that is a fail. Well, the French League is... A lesser league, anyway, and it's it, shit. It, it's I was trying league. to be polite. Well, it is a feeder league. Uh, it normally feeds a lot of us, but um, uh, we're not necessarily the best players in the world. But we, we've had we've had a good fair few. So he's become a head coach rather than a manager. Um, from what we've said already, I think 
most of us are are, are happy with that. Do you, th- do you think it will work? And whose idea do you think it is? Do you think it's Cronky's idea? Because this sort of head coach and the whole backroom staff and everything else is a very much an American sports idea. I know they, they, they've adopted it in Europe in some European teams as well, uh, but it is very much um, an American type of idea. And, and what do you make of, of the club structure? I think that it's way that everybody's going to be going in the future. I mean, uh, you see it at Man City has got something similar um, to what Pep is, was used to um, at Barcelona. He got his, his guy from Barcelona that everybody knew. Uh, can't pronounce his name, let alone spell it. But it's, it's, it's where everything is going. It's just so much pressure, so much... Uh, so many streams of information, so much to be taken care of, but devolving some of this into certain people will be able to hone those things a little bit easier and uh, make the very most of the time that they have with the players or with a certain section, whether it be the social media, whether it be uh, scouting, recruitment, whatever, you know, to just make sure that the right person can devote all of their time at this small section that they're looking after. There won't be another Wenga. There won't be another all-encompassing director slash manager slash coach slash god of all respect me kind of person. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I don't I don't think we'll ever see anything like Wenger or Fergie or any 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 anybody holding that much power again. I think you'll see some managers come up at some clubs and have that respect and uh, an element of the power but I don't think anybody will be giving them enough power and once they've got that power I think um, other businesses and football teams will will have looked and gone listen we need to keep hold of this uh, we're, we're, we're not letting us turn into a Man United or an Arsenal where there's one man in, in total charge of everything because you know it, it, it's a business and it's not his his play thing Manny are you what do you, what do you make of the, the head coach stroke manager Um, I like it I like it because it allows the head, it allows the head coach to be a coach, um, which is get these players together and do what you do best. A manager just focuses on way too many things. We saw that with Wenger. It was, it was the team. Then it was the books. Then it was the scouting. Then it was contract negotiations. Then it was, you know, it was too much. So a head coach for me focuses on the players, um, attempts to get the best out of his players. I like it. I like it, you know, and, and if it prevails and if it works with these 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 players, and then no one's going to complain. And do you think, with regards to the change in structure, and uh, mm-hmm. Gazidis has done a few things, and yeah, I'll I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit. But um, Gazidis, I think after uh, Veng- after Stan Kroenke and Arsene Wenger made a, a, an agreement to do the extra two years, I think that pissed. Gazidis off and he came out with his catalyst for change statement and he had put a couple of little bits in place beforehand uh, but I, he accelerated that by getting in um, Mislintat and Sanyehi oh I said it um, <laughs> uh, but we've well also done. got <laughs> we've also got the um, the strength and fitness we've got uh, we've got quite a, a big structure behind us happy with it what would you change would, would you want anything to add anything to it um, hmm, not really, not really. I like the structure. It just take it. Just it just means that you know, it, scouting the players, um, getting the contracts together, and things like that, and then finalizing and sealing the deal with somebody else's business. 
um, whereas the head coach just focuses on the players. I like the structure, you know, and and I have to give, you know, bold Gazidas props on this one. He went and got he went and got the best people he could find in each position and strategically placed them at the club in order to help the future manager. I think it was all put together in order to help the future manager because I don't think I don't think Wenger was gonna work under those conditions where he had no input whatsoever. We saw with Mavropanos, we saw with Mikatarian and we saw with Obamiang. There's nobody is gonna tell me that those were Wenger signings. And there was no one that's gonna tell me that he was gonna work under that sort of condition. So props to to, to Boldy Gazidis on this one. Um I like it. Um and strengths that we see that um, Unai has, I, I think it's his, his willing to change tactics, I think, and, and just mm. to, to build a team. Do, do you agree? Like, he will change um, his tactics with regards to who he's going to play. So if he's played away, played at home, where Wenger went out and just said, go out and express yourself. I, 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 think, I, think, um, I think that's probably his strengths. What do you think, or who do you think he needs to sign? We apparently have had our first start signing, um, the Juve right back, a 34-year-old, uh, help me with the pronunciation. Lechsteiner, I think he's... Yeah, that's it. Um, he's coming in on a one-year with a, an option to extend. Don't see him being first choice unless they play him out of position. Um, I don't know if he can play... Um, as a defensive midfielder, but I know he's a right back uh, and he's a bit of a lump, uh, but I would expect Hector Bellerin will uh, maintain his his um, his position. Would you agree? Yeah, I think uh, his, his nickname is uh, Forrest Gump, according to Wikipedia, uh, because he, of his athleticism. So uh, despite his age, I think for the next year maybe, we can probably get a good amount of uh, athleticism to give Bellerin a, a a good amount of backup. You know, give him a rest, God forbid. You know, <laughs> he don't have to play play uh, sixty games a season. What do you uh, make of Bellerin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I think Bellerin is probably one of the best players we've got. Uh, but I think the last season is shown he is jaded. You know, it, you know, he's taken a lot on, and um, he loves North London. He, he considers himself an Enfield boy now, not a Spaniard. And he's been here that long that he, you know he's got a bit of a weird. Uh, don't go, cat- don't go on about weird accents. Have you heard mine? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bit of a weird accent, yeah. But you know, he, he embraces it and he considers himself. You know, uh, a North London boy, and uh, he, he loves the club. He comes would... in, he, he comes into a lot of criticism about like his his veganism and his his uh, his fashion, and his girlfriend is, is a big fashion uh, designer and stuff. But uh, I, I think you know what he does in his free time. He's not like doing what's those little silver bottles of nitrous gas and oh, the nods, nods yeah, he's, yeah he's not doing all that sort of shit and getting fights out outside nightclubs 
The only thing I wish... Assault rifles tattooed on his leg and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, well, that's just classless in my sense. No, 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 I don't agree with either of that. What a man decides to tattoo on his body has nothing to do with what he's like as a human being. See, the media want to portray, they want to portray, you know, oh, he's got a gun on his leg, but they don't want to talk about the charity work he does. They don't want to talk about the money he gives back to Jamaica and things like that. They just want to focus on the negative. It's amazing how the media want to try to shut down one of their best players before a World Cup instead of building him up. It's ridiculous. I agree with you that he does do a lot, but in the modern game, all players in the limelight, those are what we call elite players that all the cameras are on, have an obligation to set a good example to yes the and younger no. generations. And I, I've got tattoos. I've got a bloody cupcake on my leg. To commemorate how I, how I uh, proposed to my wife, do I care? No, I don't care. I don't give two hoots what people think. But I, I, the only children I have looking up at me are mine. You know, um, I get, I get that. But I, I think, I think this big heavy, heavy burden of uh, they've got responsibility. I, I get what you no, said as no, well, no. Manny, about about what you tattoo on. But if you look at I bet you if you look through Beckham's tattoos, there's probably daggers. They're, there's probably exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Sir Sterling is not the only football player in the world to have some sort of knife or a joker or a gun on his skin, but because they, but they want to highlight it's him because it's because England are at the it. World Cup and it's English media. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't even like Sterling, right? But the witch hunt, just because he's got a damn tattoo of a gun on his on his skin, really, come on, that's what you want to focus on. Instead of focusing on the, the World Cup and trying to build your players, you want to try to shut him down. And then when he doesn't perform at the World Cup, whose fault is it? I, mm. I, 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 agree, I agree that the, the tattoo itself uh, is is not really the issue. It's more it's more uh, the perception uh, of the timing and the fact that they're making such a big deal out of it. If they didn't make such a big deal out of it, you you wouldn't see it because at the end of the day, it's going to be covered by his socks when he's playing. It's going to be covered by his trousers when he's not playing. The fact that he, his sock was half rolled down, you could see just half of the tattoo. I mean, it's... well, how how many people have got an Arsenal or a Tottenham or a Chelsea uh, tattoo on their calf? And we know what that all that all insinuates. That's like it's the last thing you see while I kick your teeth in. So you know. Uh, anyway, listen, let's let's not get into tattoos that much because <laughs> we digress. Uh, yeah, we digress. Who do we who do we need to sign? What do we we've we've got the, this right back. Who who else do we think we need to sign? Definitely need an experienced centre half. Made uh, the Socrates uh, signing. If we get him, I think sixteen million is an absolute steal. I think on the back of a, a mediocre season, uh, I think it's 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 brilliant. He's got a year left on his contract. I think that he's a solid player that we probably tried to sign a few years ago, and uh, it, even if we have him for two three years. It gives Mavropanos, uh, Holding, Chambers time and experience and minutes and having someone more experienced than them to learn from, not just the Koscielny's, the Mertesackers. Because don't forget, if Mertesacker isn't going anywhere, he's still going to be in the club. He's still going to be there to help and guide players. That would be his new job. He's yeah, he's, be... he's, with, he's going to be the uh, academy manager, isn't he? Exactly. He's going to so be he, in charge he, of he... Howland. Yeah, Hayland. He won't be at he won't be at um, 
he, he will be at London Colney occasionally, but uh, his, his main job will be down there. Um, Chambers, you touched on Chambers. Is he mm. finished? Um, no, because I say so. he does centre back and does right back position. And we've now just taken in cover for um, right back. And then we've got, if uh, Socrates comes in, we then have got cover for for centre half. Okay, yes, we probably will never see Kolchelny again because I can't see him mm. play, kicking the ball next season. No, nor do I. I think Koscielny is as much as he is. He was for say half, the middle half of his tenure with Arsenal was a brilliant player and totally Agreed. dependable. You know, we forget that you know it took him quite a while to get settled. And for Birmingham, last, Wembley, and the last eighteen months, he has just not been with the pace. And his Achilles are shot to bits. And yes, he did put himself through the ringer, and he put his body on the line and did. All these changes, all these, you know, Pilates and yoga and shots in the Achilles. And and that's to be commended. But at the end of the day, we need to get the best players in each position. And I think even if he's the new Mertesacker in that, he's going to be on the bench and be the experienced option to go five at the back when we're on a big game. That would be great. But he's going to be 33 by the time he comes back. So we need two... Mid to late thirties, mid to late twenties. Sorry, experience centre halves to make a pairing, and someone like Socrates will complement the qualities that Mustafi has. In that, I think um, you need a, a front foot and a back foot centre half pairing. So someone that's going to play on the front foot and play the ball out, and someone that's going to sit back and complement that and sweep up. You, you you mentioned Mustafi. Mustafi comes into a huge amount of criticism, and you actually, yeah. I, I I personally, when he first came to um, the the team, I saw him first five or six games. I thought he was very vocal. I liked the way he talked. I liked mm-hmm. where him and Koscielny worked together. But he then just went fucking downhill, and he's made some calamitous mistakes. Um, do you think? he will stay I I think personally he's probably got six months at max if not before you got get get rid in my in my view I'm I'm thinking if you get uh, Socrates in and then you got Mavropanos you got age and experience and some pace in Mavropanos Mm -hmm. and he looked quite good they're both Greek okay they'll probably speak English but they're Greek they'll have an understanding of it yeah I'd, I'd out Mustafi if someone came in and offers us thirty plus million, and we recouped majority of what we paid, I'd sell him at a heartbeat. But I think with the right coaching, I think he's so close. I think it's just that last ten percent. But at, at the very, very top, it's all about that last one percent. The difference between world class and very good. We want world class. Yeah, no, no, I get, I get that. Manny, who do you think? What do you think we need to sign? So we've got, we've got a couple of centre halves. Uh, I'm happy with the um, with the potential Lichtenstein signing. Um, I was having a go at some AFF members because we were like, oh, I'm gonna get the Zimmer frame, and he's 34, he's old, and they don't see in the bigger picture. We've got a, we've got a Bellerin that's got no competition whatsoever. Um, and we've got a Bellerin that that needs some some level of coaching. Um, so when you get coaching from you know the actual coaches, and you get coaching from a player who's been there and done it and won titles and been there, 
you know, it's, it's invaluable, you know, so I understand the Lichtsteiner signing, signing and those who don't just, yeah, sit down somewhere. Um, Socrates, again, understand it because these young guys, they need to learn from someone and it's not going to be Mustafi because whenever, you know, Chambers or Holden play alongside Mustafi, it seems like Holden and Chambers are the ones who are the experienced ones. You know what I mean? So I understand the Socrates one. Uh, we made it another centre back. Um, what really about Bru- what about Bruno from um, Brighton? He was uh, an Emery guy beforehand. I don't know. I don't even know who that is, to be honest. Uh, Bruno, he was at he was at um, Sevilla. Mm, let me have to do my Googles. Um, other position, we, we've been saying this for for since Vieira left. Defensive mid, defensive mid, defensive mid. Um, Will that, that goes without saying. I so think what? the game's moved on from defensive mid, though. Mm-mm-mm. No, I don't believe that. You look at someone like Kante. I don't believe, like that. Kante, I don't believe that at all. Everybody lauded Kante as a defensive mid, but he's so much more than a defensive mid. Yes, he does sweep up pretty much everything, and he runs so much he could wear at a treadmill. But he also sets up plays. He's technically very, very gifted. And I think the game has moved on. You look at people like Busquets uh, and how they've taken on the, you know, the tactical awareness and the technique I think the game has moved on we don't just need a bruiser in the middle nah see I don't believe that I do not believe that because I'm I look, I'm looking at the City team and who made that midfield tick Fernandinho he was pivotal in allowing Silva and De Bruyne to do whatever it is they, they wanted to do on that pitch why because he was that guy who would sweep up whenever they would lose possession you know, so I firmly believe you always need that one guy to sweep it up, to break up the plays, and and to get the ball to those forward players. So for me, it's not a it's not a last start. You you can even look at the World Cup as an example, and you will see how many teams will have a defensive minded midfielder in there. It's it's still pivotal. Well, I, that's what I believe anyway, and, and, and that's what we've been lacking for so long. And if if we go by a standard. Emery sort of tactic where he's got the centre backs, four at the back, the two uh, full backs go forward, and the defensive mid drops back to make a three, and then that that's that makes sense. But it's really interesting to hear, like you know, different ideas. My head's spinning around listening to this. This is uh, it's quite interesting. This one. One more position we need to fill, and yeah. you know exactly what I'm going to say, Fergie. Go on. You know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Winger. Winger. We've said, we've said winger, all all, well since 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 December I think we've only been running since yeah. November I think yeah. uh, we've been saying it more or less all the time winger. with with something different, you know. I think Wh- we've got it in Reece Nelson. I've been to a few mm. under twenty one games and the kid is lightning quick. He's not he's, he's got, not ready. He's not ready. I th- I think we, we've got the depth. I think we've got the depth to keep him on the bench. Uh, but I think with the likely sale of Welbeck, uh, we probably you're right. We would need to sign somebody else in order to add depth. But I think we should not we'll loan him out and actually try and work him into the into the team this year and really push it because he's he's coming to the end of his contract too. And I think if we lost him the same way we lost uh, the second Willett brother out of the three of them, we probably would really regret it. And that almost brings me perfectly onto the, the the next sort of thing I had on this agenda, which is um, can can he and his 
team behind him. De- well, he in particular developed this squad to to challenge one for top four, um, but to win the league. Maybe not this season, but maybe next season. Mm, I think it, it's for me. I think it's a three-year project um, to get mm. us competing. The first year is to kind of get the players believing in what what you want them to do. Um, there's going to be a few crap results along the way, but um, the first season is is the feeling out process and it's kind of see who you want to get rid of in the summer, see who who's not clicking with your philosophy. The second season is you know you bring in the players you want and the players who who remain. Um, understand what you want to do and then you go from there and I think the third season we should be competing that's what I believe anyway but my problem with that is the board they're my problem because now that that finger's gone we have removed that protective shield that they've had so with Emery coming in and if we still stick with that that, that same sort of philosophy that um, we, we, we're not going to back the manager and, and we're not going to make you know the, the, the necessary signings then the fans are going to turn on them. So uh, not if they're not, they, they haven't got that protection anymore. You've almost jumped on the next two questions, which is he's got a four-year contract. How long will he serve? Um, and are the fan base, uh, will it unite the fan base? And I, I, I think that's fundamentally in the sense that if there's not success, the fan base will turn on the board if, if the board don't back him. Because yeah. you saw the playing, Cronky, you're next. You know what? I love that damn plane. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, you know what? What irritated me um, was when you know the, the the announcement came through, and there were so many fans, and and some on on the forum as well. Oh, um, you know, this is this is not exciting, and they they were quick to point out his flaws. You know, quick to point out that oh look, he didn't win the Champions League with PSG. Look at all the players they have, and they're not thinking about why PSG hired this man in the first place and they're not thinking that the Champions League is difficult to win you have an all-conquering and, Barcelona side and everything I read about about his career like you know getting getting Almeria from uh, League 2 to uh, La Liga and coming exactly. to 8 exactly you know, people focusing on the negative they want to focus on win, just the winning, negative you know winning just the three agenda winning three Europa Leagues in a row nobody else has done that and if That's we win easy. No, no, it's not easy, as we as we bloody found out. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 and even if we win one next season, it's the competition we're in. He knows the competition. So exactly, it's not easy to win any competition, you know. So for someone to try to go, oh, it's only the Europa League. Okay, well, I don't see you in the job, you know. And not a lot of managers can say that they've won the, the Europa League once, let alone three times in a row. You know, and and it's it's just it's not an easy feat. So you've got to have something about you to go into a competition where you are playing a lot of games and win it three well, times. Well, so if, if yeah, you look yeah. at if you look at even Arsenal and Arsene Wenger, he's the most successful manager to have to win the FA Cup, winning seven FA Cups. He never won three of them in a row. And he's never won anything in Europe. And he's only he, and he's only ever come close once in those twenty two years. Hmm. So please just spare me the rubbish about oh to, oh it, he's, this is not exciting. I don't want to. I don't want to call out that person um, in the forum. I'm not going to call that person. No, no, out. that's not. That's not required. But he's an idiot. Right. <laughs> the press conference, right? So you and I and Ivan are in the press conference. Um, I thought you and I done 
quite well. Uh, his English is obviously needs a, a bit of improving. But hilarious. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, listen, hilarious. I, I listened back to the, the, <laughs> the last podcast and some of my pronunciation of words, which I think sound perfectly normal when I hear me saying, I can't remember what it was, but uh, my Cockney Mockney accent, Irish accent is seriously fucked up. Um, but um, what I noticed... And I, I, I did ask other people, and, and some people had a, an opposite view to me. So I'll ask you guys. Ivan's, did you find him like he was gloating in... Smug. Smug. Hell at, yeah. And, yeah. And, and he kept on having digs at things that maybe could be uh, attributed to Wenger. And, oh, and we're not this, and we're not that, and we're not the other. And then when one reporter said, so uh, try to call out Wenger and get him to call out Wenger, he went, oh, no, 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 Wenger's been fantastic. No, you know what? You know, when I saw that press conference, I was like, you know what? You have your moment, Ivan. You have your moment because I can't imagine what it must have been like to work under Wenger, not 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 be Wenger's boss, but under Wenger and have Wenger in in Kroenke's ear, you know, and then trying to win that battle. You know, there was a lot of rumors going around that Gazidis wanted to hang in, hand in his resignation and leave, you know, because of what was going on within the club. So. For him to come up with that catalyst for change um, phrase and then for the fans not to see anything, but then, you, you know, you've hired Mistentai, you've hired Sinelli, you've, you've hired um, Hoss, you, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, you've hired that guy. Yeah, you've hired him and then you've, you, you're pivotal in, in Unai Emery coming in. So the fact, so we're, we're all seeing that now. And now you've come in front of the media after winning the war because you, cause, cause you know, you've won the war, you know, and this is your moment. And I was happy for him to gloat and I was happy for him, especially when he attacked the journalist going, you know, and well, you know, when you know, you know, when you don't, you don't. I it did is- like the, I did like that line. I but love I, that. I, yeah. I, I, I just, as Johnny said, I found him a smug. Good. Oh. I was happy with that. I was happy. I have your moment. And then it all led to the block John Cross campaign that was going on on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No. Yeah. Good. No. He's a, he's a mug. He's a mug. John Cross is a mug. So you're not buying the Arsene Wenger autobiography then? Oh, you can fuck off. He's a mug. John Cross <laughs> is a mug. The reason why I'm saying this, no, 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 no. The reason why I'm saying this, right? So he, but this is on, I think it was Sunday evening, right? There was an article that came out on the mirror and he was, you know, he came out and said, Arteta will be the new manager, right? And, and he was sure about it. And I or, read that Ornstein, article. Ornstein fucked him up big, big, fucked all the press. Everyone, up big time. everyone the messed him up. The Oracle said, yes. All. Everyone messed him up. I read that article. It was Sunday evening going into Monday morning, right? And he was so sure that, that Arteta was coming and he wrote that article, you know, going waxing lyrical about Arteta and how it's brilliant and how it's brave of the Arsenal board to do it. But then when, as soon as Emery was, was announced, all of a sudden you see the rhetoric completely changed and he was trying to be, he was trying to, to be snide and be sly with his comments and saying, oh, you know, the Arsenal board were brave in, in, in all the appointments that they've made, but they, they, that bravery disappeared and they appointed Emery and I'm like who the f- you are such a prick because he goes mm. if we hired Arteta right it would have been brave but if we hired Arteta and, and it wouldn't have worked out this would have been the same guy who would have come the next summer or wherever somebody would have been and gone they should have hired somebody with more experience he's such a mug and I'm happy that people the fans have come together and blocked that prick because he's toxic he's a to- mm, okay 
I'm done. <laughs> I, th- I think we've done um, Unai Emery to death at the minute, uh, unless anybody has got anything final they want to add to it. Um, I we, we'll have a we've got a small Gunnar debate because there's, there's not a lo- an awful lot to talk about. Um, but we would ask uh, people if you are listening and you like us, like us on SoundCloud, uh, review us on uh, iTunes, and if you want to get in contact us, we're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, we're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Uh, and if you want to email us, it's info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Um, we have, well, some of us have a World Cup coming up. Uh. <laughs> oh, speaking about the World Cup, actually. See, I was I was complete. I don't know whether, what the hell I was doing. Right? But I was going on, on Facebook and Keith, you know Keith from the yeah. from the forum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and as I see we, he pulls uh, the- as we called him in, in Cologne, Dave. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keith. And I looked, I saw his status, and he goes, "France are on a different level." And I'm like, "What is he talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh damn, we've got a friendly." And I look, and 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 sure enough, we're playing the Republic of Ireland in a friendly, and we beat you guys two 0 Anyway, Lacazette, Lacazette, Mkhitaryan, and Aubameyang are not going to the World Cup. Um, which players will you be watching in Russia 2018? Because obviously, I fucking won't. Ericsson. Stop being a baby. Stop being Ericsson. a baby and watch the World Cup. Stop being a baby. It's football. You're going to watch it. You're going to sit do. there and watch it because you can't help yourself. I will do, but I'll try and earn some brownie points along the way as well. You know me. Baby. <laughs> so, uh, what players are we going to be looking at? Uh, Ozil? Do you yeah, think his back will be better? Yeah, yeah, I think the whole of the, the, the last few months has been about gearing him up ready for the World Cup. Uh <laughs> Unfortunately, just giving him a rest. Uh, at, I don't think he really gave him much choice. I think it was more of a bargaining chip to get him to sign a new deal. Saying, "All right, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we'll pay you an obscene amount of money, three hundred ninety thousand pound a week. So, and you'll have the last eight games off after we get knocked out of the Europa League. What's what's won't go north, of, won't go north of the Watford gap." Nah, I won't be watching him. You know, I think I've I've made my feelings known about him, and so I'm not going to go on about that. Um, I, I might do. I might watch. I, I might watch Shaka. Um, I'm interested to see what he will be will do. Um, I'd love to see Monreal get a game. Yeah. Um, and we well, now yeah we we'll now have the Swiss captain as well, won't we? So true. Yeah, true. Uh, is he going to the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been he's been named. He is, he's yeah. named as their captain. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, sweet. Oh, that should be interesting. Um, who else is going from our from our squad? Uh, the bin man, Ospina. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not going to bother with that dude. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't mind him. I I don't think he'd be an Arsenal player next season. But no. uh, off nah, to Turkey with him. Yeah, nah, he's he's. Mm, Take well with up, up. Do you, do you see Danny Welbeck go to Turkey? Yeah, Besiktas. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. yeah but he'll uh, be the first uh, first guy to go there. Yeah, I'm, I'm only thinking because of like you know you know how it is in overseas for being a black player. I, you know, do you think do you think um, he'll do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get I get what you mean. Um, Depends you know. on which team he goes to though. If he goes between Besiktas or Galatasaray, um, oh god, uh, or Fenerbahce, if he goes between them, he'll get absolutely torn to pieces. If he goes down just one level. 
uh, it'll have an easier time of it. Um, I go to Turkey twice a year uh, if I can. I actually love the country. People are brilliant. But when it comes to football... Hmm. They are fucking mental. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen some documentaries and stuff because I'm kind of when I'm obsessed with with something, I will hunt every documentary mm. or anything that I can about it. And the Turkish fans, oh boy, Ooh, you see all the protests that we were doing a couple of seasons ago and stuff like that. If it was in Turkey, oh boy, there'd be slaughtering animals on the middle of the pitch. They're, 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 that's how far they go. They go absolutely mental. They are mad. You don't want to mess with those guys, I, man. You know. I don't need to uh, watch any documentaries. I lived in North London uh, yeah. when Arsenal played uh, Galatasaray in Copenhagen. <sighs> there was windows. Well, the Arsenal fans went nuts, but oh, it was it was a bloodbath, mate. Absolutely. You, bloodbath. Know what, you know what? You think the Turkish fans are bad? You know who you really want to avoid? Algerians. Yeah. Really? Trust me. You do not like when Algeria. But this was what, what cup was this? Was it 2010? I, I, I remember Algeria, and they were all partying and uh, up on um, oh. Manor House and stuff uh, like that. Uh, 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 uh. The Algerians in France. Oh boy, they, they rioted. Them guys rioted because they got through the group stage. They went and smashed things up. They are crazy. Wow. Okay, I only saw them in London. I wasn't in France. But the only problem, the only problem you have got, and, get, and try not to get too political, is um, a lot of the uh, Algerian Moroccans in, in France, uh, they're very much ghettoized and uh, downtrodden within, within the French society, in my you, view. You don't, you don't want to mess with them. Yeah. So, right, we'll keep an eye out for players in the World Cup. Um, I may watch a game or two. I will be supporting England because it's it's uh, my nation that has adopted me. Uh, if there was a if there was a Ireland there, obviously I'd be supporting them first. So I'll England be have no chance. Uh, no my, chance. My, my fir- no, I know they won't. But listen, you know what I'm hoping actually on on the England front. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that everybody goes. They've got no chance. Nobody has any pressure on them nobody has anything and they're got a really inexperienced squad i'm hoping they'll go out there and play like the likes of iceland like the way ireland do and 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 that they gather as a collective and play as a team i don't see it you know i don't see it the songs have started already i was watching good morning britain i can't remember what day it was and they were they were previewing the new england world cup song and i was like god jesus christ there's not going to be a world cup song there's not going to be they had one there's, they not, there's, no, there's no official song. That's not official. It, it wasn't an official song, but it was a song, you know, you know, about the World Cup. And I was like, oh God, here you go again. You know, the media have started piping up again. You know, you would love for... Personally, personally, you know, even though I want France to win it, of course, um, I want to be alive the day that England win the World Cup again because I think this country will shut down. Cry- uh, cryotherapy will be around by then, don't worry. Oh boy, this country will <laughs> shut down. It will be a huge, massive party. And then I think even, oh, yeah, I want to be around. Yeah, that would be good. Um, Jack Wilshire contract ends in the 1st of July. He's gone. Yeah, Do you reckon? Gone. Yeah. He's gone. And then Ozil get the number 10 shirt. That's my oh. You know, you know what I think Jack is gone. He's taken like Arsenal FC off all his, like, you know, his Twitter handle, his Instagram, you know, his Facebook. Okay, yeah. there was there was a tweet about um, new chapter, it? new chapter and stuff like that. So yeah, it's gone. unfortunately, and you talk about shirt numbers changing. Um, there has been shirt numbers change. We got check has got the number one, so we're we're not nothing. getting a new cumper. 
Oh, we're not a uh, camper keeper. We're not getting a new keeper. Um. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think it's more symbolic than anything else. I think it's more to say, you know, you deserve to be the number one. But but he chose number thirty three. Yeah, something to do with vertebrae in the back or something. Or no, something. he was because he was thirty three when he signed the contract, and he got, he got thirty three. Uh, yeah, it was something about his age, thirty three, and and yeah. Uh, yeah. We need a keeper. There, there, there's no if buts about it. We need a top keeper. We're not going to spend the money for a black. Although, <laughs> no. well, Leon is is still been. Uh, is it Leo? Leon is, is still been linked to us. Leno. Leno, that's it. Um, Bellerin, number two. Elneny, interestingly, number four. I'm yeah. happy with that, yeah. I, well, if you've listened to many of the podcasts uh, before, Johnny, and I know you've listened to quite a few of them, you will have heard us talk quite uh, quite praising of Elneny. El uh, you know, he does things very simple, but we, he's very effective in what he does. So I'm quite yeah. pleased with that. Was he there, does a job. Yeah, he does a job. Was there any other? There was one other shirt change, wasn't there, I think? Oh yeah, uh, Zaka. He got his preferred number thirty-four that he's got tattooed on the back of his neck. I was yeah. hoping that would meant Chelsea's he was going gone further. I was hoping that Cockerland's gone. Ah uh, right, I was hoping that meant he was going further down the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> Better in number two as well. Yes, he did. He did. I'm glad, uh, but it does leave number three open, and I think uh, Lex Strainer is probably going to get that, um, just as a symbol to show this guy is my guy. He is going to be in and around the first team. Uh... And Aaron Ramsey contract. He's got a year to go. Have Would you? you... His, have you seen his comments though? That just came out. Yeah, like... he he made a comment. He's looking forward to talking to Emery, uh, mm. Emery because Emery he's said excited. he's going to sit down. Yeah, he's excited about talking about them. Uh, I that look. They're all well media trained. Um, That'll be the biggest signing we can make this summer is keeping Ramsey. Sign him up for another five years. Don't do that. I don't want him to be a captain. I don't. I, don't. I wouldn't say captain. Nah. I'd say sign him up. Sign him up for another five years. Sign uh, him up, keep... fine, but but giving him the captain's team, no, I, because he's I, he, he's he's rarely on the pitch. I, I probably see we'll have a different captain. Uh, Emery will have a different captain and he'll have one captain and it won't move around. It'll he'll... be Monreal. I, I've got my... I, I'll place money that it'll be Monreal. Spanish-speaking. Spanish-speaking, exactly. Probably one of our, our best players for the last three years, despite Ramsey getting the, the that's nod a, this that's year. A very, that's a very good shout. That's a very good shout. See, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with, uh, with a different one here. If yeah. we get him. I say Socrates will be a captain. Oh, I'm I'm talking about who we got at the minute. So yes, I I, yeah. I, I did think of a centre half as being. Yeah, I, I prefer centre halves being. Mm. Well, the centre half can talk is. to the talk to the keeper and then move up the pitch and pass the message along. And you need somebody at the spine of the team. And uh, yeah, that that's always been like yeah. Adams. Adams was yeah. uh, with with Ramsey. So you'd want to. Uh, Sign him up on a contract and pay him what he wants. I wouldn't uh, pay him whatever he wants. he wants. No, I wouldn't pay him what he wants. He does. He hasn't earned that. He hasn't earned it. Not in my opinion. Okay. I've been not one of his opinion. biggest critics in the last few years. Uh, <laughs> Hello. I, I have. Uh, you know, anybody who sit next to me in the North Bank will tell you that I I will sling abuse at him for giving the ball away Same constantly, here. trying things that are too complicated. Mm -hmm. But this season. It's all clicked. 
He's he's coming to his own and he's had a brilliant season. And personally, <sighs> I think it's at that stage now where he's going to only get better. Uh, I, 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 I think he's at the point in his career where he is. I think if if Real Madrid, Barcelona, or uh, one of the German sides came, uh, knew he's up for sale, they'd, they'd snap him up. I think yeah. he is. A, he's a talented player. Um, my my question was, do you sign him up and then flog him for top money, or do you sign him up and build a team around him? And if you do sign him up, do you keep Ozil as well? Can the two players <sighs> play in the same team? You 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 already know my answer to that one. I've I told you in the last podcast I would keep Ramsey over Ozil all day long. Ozil can do one. He can do one. I can't stand him. John, uh, ideally, I'd like to see the very best of Ozil, but failing that, I'd sell him and get. You know, I think some big big teams with big money coming about will probably pay upwards of a hundred million for him. I honestly think somebody no, would. no I way. Think, well, they'd have I to think get, get him 40, away from us now. I think you get forty million from tops. You're, you're not, you are not gonna, you're not getting a hundred million for Ozil. No way. Who he's, would be dumb enough to pay? Who would be dumb enough to pay a hundred million for a sloth? No, could have, no. They could have had no, him. For, saw, they could have had him for free. A bad rap for being a lazy player. But he is look, lazy. He, no, he's not. He's no. not. A, he's not a lazy player. He's yes, not. he is. He's not, he no, he's not. To his role. He, he is. Role. He, he even in his role, he is lazy. Yeah, uh, he's no, lazy. He, he, he is, you watch the same games that I watch because I'm there oh my God. every home game. I watch uh, he, Ozil closely, you know, very closely because you know he's the one who's supposed to make us tick. And what irritates me about him is when he loses the ball, he seems to give up. You know, and I'm like, the guy's he, he, the guy's right here. You know, he, he's still in your vicinity. You know, you can get him right. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get a ball that you've just lost, and he just seems to give up, and he just seems to the, moan the, the, and complain. The, the, and no, no, the, the, the defensive side of his game is not as strongest part. He's there as a creative midfielder. I'm not his biggest fan, but I, I don't think he's lazy. I think he has a very unfortunate way about the way he carries himself. He looks like he doesn't give a fuck, but actually, he can just flick his big toe and do some wonders. And that's rare. When you need him the most, see, I asked the question on, big on games, the forum. Big games, when I, when I asked, I asked this, this this question on the forum. I said, "Kazola or Ozil?" Right, and the majority began, and it was pretty much split. Now, my take on it is, I would take Kazola. Why? Because in the big games, in the big moments, Kazola turns up more often than not. The FA Cup final against Hull, you got that special moment from Kazola that you wouldn't get from Ozil. Mm. That's, yeah, that, that's just that's yeah, just yeah, real. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's yeah. just my honest opinion. And for somebody who was bought for big money for forty two and a half mil, for, and to be that guy, to be to be the leader. The thing is, a lot of players like the the Salas and 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 all those guys and the Ronaldos and things like that. They, when it comes to that big moment, they step up. Ozil yeah. hides, and that's what irritates me the most about him. So, before we do the five word challenge, in one sentence, what are you looking forward to next season? Johnny, go first. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I think uh, maybe a little bit more optimism uh, of seeing something a little bit different that we haven't seen, mm-hmm. and actually seeing players that have been coached properly, and actually disciplined tactical performances, and actually seeing the manager change something halfway through a game that, you know, get to 60 minutes and, oh my God, there's a substitution before 70 minutes. You know, <laughs> actually changing yep. things 
midway through a game and actually say, you know what, this isn't quite working. Let's go f- uh, free at the back and wing backs, or let's uh, push somebody up this side or that side, and all oh, this person is. Um, giving us a bit of problems like against Atletico Madrid I was yelling at the top of my voice and nobody else saw it they hammered our wing backs oh, and, God, yes. and they didn't change they, they were just sending big balls over to Bellerin time and time and time again and Wenger Preach. did nothing Preach. and uh, nobody pointed this out no, no media come out with oh this this happened no technical analysis was done on, on any TV programme that I watched saying that they did that, but they did it time and time again. Whereas I think that Emery will notice these things, change it accordingly, and we will win a few more points that we would have lost last season. So your your sentence would be a bit of of change. Yeah, bit of change, bit more optimism, bit of flexibility. Fine, Manny? You do know that I don't have the sentence, I've got a paragraph. Okay, we'll make it a short paragraph because we've got uh, time. Sh- short paragraph, I'm going to go with um, that, that breath of fresh air. I've never seen a, a different manager for Arsenal Football Club, so it's going to be interesting to, to see another man in the dugout. Um, I'm hoping for a fan base that comes together and that backs the manager and backs the team. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this now. If you're going to be negative, if you're going to if you're going to come with that crap, then, then just, just stay away. Like, really, just stay away or just keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything because mm-hmm. we've had, we've had that, you know. So I think optimism, change. Um, I'm, look, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the new season. For, for Which is exactly know. what I am. I'm yeah. looking forward to being. Oh, when, when I first got my season ticket, I was excited about the going the games. I had silver membership, gone seen Barcelona, gone see some North London derbies, done some away games and European away games uh, over the last uh, last season. Um, I'm just excited about going to see Arsenal again. Oh yeah, ah. different and a different Arsenal, something new. It doesn't matter. Know, yeah. I'm just excited. You're not. We're not going to stand there bitching and moaning and and it just feeling like oh fucking hell, Grand Dog Day. Did you win? No. Did you lose? Uh, did you know? And it's just. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that the players really heed what he's saying. And then the beauty of it is, let me just make a quick, quick point. Emery is going to have a lot of the first team squad available with him. You know, at the start of pre-season. You know, yep. there's only six, we only have six first team players that go into the World Cup, so it's not really so. Really and truly, he's got apart from Monreal, he's got the whole back four. He's got the majority of the midfield, apart from Xhaka and and that other one. Um, and he's and he's pretty much got his forward line in Lacazette, Aubameyang, Mkhitaryan. He's got Ramsey. Um, you know, he's got those guys, so he can really start to work with them. And he's got the young guys as well, the Maitland Niles and all those guys. So he will have time to work with these guys and start implementing his philosophy in them. So I'm 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 glad with it. I'm happy with that. Five word challenge. <laughs> yeah. Should uh, should we be polite and let Johnny go first? Of course. So I've got a couple of hyphenated words. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It, it's it's we, like like we had a one sentence. There's never we never yeah. stick to the fucking <laughs> rules. So Johnny, you go to me. I'll go to to Manny, and Manny will go to you. So uh, Johnny. Fire away, ask me. Shit kit. Bring back the bruised banana. Uh, yeah, you've just nicked one of my fucking words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate, hate puma. Next one. 
discipline, uh, tactically and uh, mainly. Hopefully got to see some. Yes. Next. Uh, Rambo. Used to be a rugby player. Now seems to look like he might be a football player. Uh, transition. Uh, I don't think I've had the operation yet. Fan unity. Uh, ultimately, that's what we need. We need to all get behind the team. And that's your five, isn't it? That is my five. It's it's not as easy as to say, is it? Just to think of a five <laughs> five words. No, it took me longer than all the other notes that I did, which is paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So, Manny, I'm asking you, I think, isn't it? Yeah, go for it. Um, well, bruised banana. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. I said I don't like Puma either. Puma are disgusting. Ralphie, Loren. Isn't it? Didn't he sign today back in 2000? I saw something like that on Twitter. Oh, I love wow, Lauren. okay. Yeah, I loved Lauren. You know what's frightened me about him was his penalty style. He was so laid back when he came to take penalties. I was like, one of these days he's going to miss one. But he never did. Yeah, I loved him. Dench. Frank Pong. <sighs> oh, God. He... <laughs> distracted. Yeah. Which leads me into the next one. Hail End Academy. Hence my post earlier. Hmm. Let's see what Murtisaka does. It has had some results, okay. Um, uh, it will be Maitland-Niles, you oh, know. Yeah, it has, it has. And, and I would say, I would add that I hope Emery really hones those guys and brings them through. Uh, yeah. Uh, my last one is yep. Zalalem. Oh my god, wasn't he like the great hope at one point? American player. Yeah, wasn't he the great hope? And yeah, he had some he's, great preseason games and everyone was going nuts and now he's, he's just disappeared. He's still an Arsenal player. He was at Rangers. He'd done 15 games for Rangers and he signed for a Dutch side, VVV Venlo. Venlo, yeah. Uh. Mm. Right, that's my five. Alrighty. Johnny, get ready to be fucked up. No, no, I was nice this week. Okay. All right. First one, self-sustaining model. A self-sustaining model, you said, was it? Yeah. Yeah, boring. Let's just spend some fucking money. Mm, true. Murtasaka's pace. This ship is turning. <laughs> <laughs> we have a title. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is pretty much what I would have said. <laughs> you know, my, my brother had something called the five stages of Murtasaka, which was, you know, it was the touch, um, two, no, it was two touches, the look around, the pause, touch, and then pass. Awesome. Next one. <laughs> Gazidis versus the journalists. Those who know don't say. Those who say don't know. Mm. Mm. Next one. War chest. Tight fit. Oh, like those shirts. Cobwebs. Non-existent. 
Well, at least it's more full than Tottenham's trophy cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, let, yeah. I can't believe I think the that's lock- a good one. To, that's a good one to finish on. I think. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got one more, but I just oh, want you to got one more. Yeah, I've got Go one on. more. I can't believe that the London riots happened in Tottenham and nobody touched that disgusting stadium. Anyway, last one. This 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 rumor was going on for so long. Um, and again, it was good to span in season after season, but we never got that player. Thank God. Solomon Kalou. Oh, Jesus. Solomon Kalou. Uh, a, a close shave. Oh, God. Awful player. I don't th- when he was at Chelsea, he wasn't that bad, but no. he was never good enough for us. No, he, he was rubbish. So there we go. You, you've had the baptisms of a fire. Uh, you've done your first five-word challenge, and you've done your first podcast with us. How did you find it? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's felt, it felt easy. Yeah, it was good. Well, it it just it just um, it just uh, it's just nice sitting there having a beer, having a chat about football, isn't it? Talking about what we like. And I got out of work early. Oh, that's good. Woo, woo. You have been listening to. Guns and Yellow Ribbons with myself, Fergus, with Manny and Johnny Hubbard. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have, please review us in the comments, like us in uh, SoundCloud and review us on iTunes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, it's Facebook. We're on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On Twitter, at gunsandyellowribbons.com. No, I'm, I'm really fucking this up, aren't I? So... It's Facebook. You're worse than Carius. It's fa- yeah. Ah, did you hear about Carius? God. Yeah, he went into the dressing room afterwards, went to put his head in his hands, and he dropped it. <laughs> right. I like that one. I like that. Okay, okay. Facebook, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Twitter, at Guns and Ribbons. Email info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Thank you very much. It's been a laugh. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>